What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked On Bucks, and uh, following on from yesterday's episode, we have had a game, the Greek national team, back on the floor, warming up for World Cup qualifiers, warming up for Eurobasket. Uh, Giannis, though, he doesn't technically believe in warming up. He just comes out first game and destroys everyone. So we're going to talk about Greece and Spain and some takeaways from that game now. So let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show uh, most days through August, uh, but probably post-game if there's something to talk about from the Greek national team, uh, as we discussed in yesterday's podcast. You can also find um, my work over at ESPN. And alongside me, uh, let me remember how I introduced this man, the founder of BrewHoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. When Giannis plays well, they all come out of the woodwork, don't they, Frank Madden? And uh, I, actually, I missed you, actually, so I'm glad that you're here. Thank goodness for the Greek national team. Yeah, I was glad you you had uh, Harris on, Harris Stavron, uh <laughs> yesterday because, I mean, it's it's only natural. You know, most of us are, are Bucks fans first. And so when the topic, and this, this goes back to, you know, Andrew Bogut's days, um, this goes back to, you know, time immemorial, right? When... Um, your favorite NBA players are have a chance to play for their national team. There's always this like, well, yeah, do you really want them, you know, uh, getting tired over the summer, not getting the full summer off, exposing themselves to potential injury, right? It's only natural. We, I think we totally get it. Um, but seeing Giannis today be able to put on the kind of show he did in front of Greek fans, you know, people that have – you know, that basically get to see him in person, what, once every couple of years, maybe, you know, typically, right? I mean, these these tournaments are typically, I'm generally never in Greece, right? But they'll play these kind of friendlies. They've got this Acropolis tournament next week um, that Giannis will presumably play at least, you know, one or two games in out of three. Um, it's just really cool, right? I mean, I, I think um, we are spoiled as Bucks fans that we get to watch Giannis and hopefully, you know, most of you listening, have had a chance to see him live in person in Milwaukee. And, um, you know, we've been fortunate as Bucks fans to have a lot of Greek fans join our legions and, uh, and root on for the Bucks and see the Bucks win a championship and be part of our fan base. And so I think it's cool. As, as you said, I think you echoed the way a lot of us are feeling right now. We are, you know, as Bucks fans, all Greek national team fans now. And so, uh, you know, putting aside sort of the cold, rational, viewpoint of like, well, it's better if Giannis doesn't play internationally, right? If he gets hurt, I'm sure we'll revisit this topic. But um, but it's just fun watching Giannis Adetokounmpo play basketball. And it's just really cool to see him do what he was doing today in front of fans that, you know, just cheer him on from afar <laughs> for, you know, most of the year and uh, rarely get a chance to see him up close. And for him to, you know, have by far his most dominant individual performance, um, for the national team, 31 points on 13 shots. I mean, just kind of 
just doing whatever he wanted. Um, it was it was fun to watch, and again, kind of gives you a chance to just sort of sit back and just say, you know, we don't have to view everything through the lens of, you know, what it means for the Bucks championship odds, and you know, what skill set is he developing, things like that. Just watch Giannis just go out and and crush some some poor unsuspecting Spaniards for a couple hours, and uh, and that was pretty fun. Yeah, all of these nations that have come together, probably most of them at the start of August, similar to the Greek national team, uh, they are. They are literally warming up. They're figuring it out. They're figuring out how they play together. Maybe a lot of these guys haven't played uh, with each other. And for this Spanish team who, you know, let's be honest, on paper, not the strongest Spanish team of all time. You haven't got the Gasol brothers out there. I mentioned that earlier in our group message and Eric Name said no Serge Barker either. So in terms of big dominant forces perhaps that would be in the paint that might be able to stand in front of Giannis and and at least uh, stop him. Uh, There wasn't really anyone that could do that on this Spanish team. And we spoke at length uh, with Harris on yesterday's podcast about the challenges of FIBA basketball, the bodies that can just literally camp out in front of you for the entirety of the shot clock if they want to. Uh, Against this Spanish team, it just literally didn't matter. Now, maybe there is going to be stronger opposition to come in the next six weeks, or there definitely will be. Uh, but we've seen this before in preseason games with Giannis where he might come out playing against a second string team and it just doesn't matter. He just loves playing basketball. He can't slow down. He has to play everything at 100%, 110%. And to your point about the Greek fans, we see it uh, when they have Greek night in Milwaukee. We certainly see it every time he goes to New York. Uh, Greek fans that are probably based in the U.S., uh, but 15,000 fans in this arena, uh, I believe it's one of, the, one of the bigger basketball arenas in, in that part of the world as well. So uh, it's fair to say there was probably a, a bit of adrenaline there, uh, but uh, this was as dominant as it gets. And this is why if you are a Greek basketball fan right now, you're excited that maybe there will be some tougher challenges along the way. But if Giannis is playing at his best, uh, you have to give yourself a chance but overall for me it just felt like a long long time even though it was only two months uh, since we got to watch Giannis do this so from that point of view in itself was just a a delight it was a lot of fun yeah and it's been May 15th was the last time we've seen Giannis play so almost you know three months now um, since we got to see him play and you know I think again putting on my uh, optimizing the Bucks offseason hat right good to see him get that extended of a break um, given that a year ago, obviously it was a very reduced off season, uh, following for the best possible reason, cause you win an NBA championship in, you know, obviously a very weird season, um, last year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think just really fun to see him, fun to see him start this game next to a brother, not Thanasis, right. We've mm. seen him start, uh, with Thanasis a couple times in Milwaukee, obviously play a little bit with Thanasis, um, Younger brother Costas started at center in this game. Uh, Giannis threw him a lob up top early in this game for a finish. Uh, and kind of funny to see, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, some Milwaukee-based fans will recall seeing Costas when he was at Dominican High School. Um, obviously, he becomes a two-way guy eventually with the Lakers. Technically won an NBA championship in 2020 with the Lakers. Obviously not really a, a big part of uh, of that team. but um, But, you know, fun to see him physically having matured and he's playing in France now professionally. Um, but he has, you know, he's the one brother that actually 
I, I'm not going to say he makes Giannis look small because I, I still think Giannis is probably going to, you know, can beat him in the weight room. But <laughs> um, but just in terms of pure height, Costas might actually be taller. It looks like he's actually taller than Giannis, maybe by a smidge. Um, but yeah, just just really fun seeing, um, you know, Giannis sharing the floor with at least two of his brothers, not surprisingly, Alex, who's, you know, barely could play for a G League team last year with Toronto. We'll see what he does with the herd this year. Um, not surprisingly, got his kind of cup of coffee with the national team, but but was cut the other day. But still pretty incredible that three brothers would be on the same national team together. And uh, Costas had a nice some nice moments kind of as a rim roller in this game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Giannis kind of just like a will not be denied type of game. It was not that the Spanish were, you know, trying to just play him one-on-one or that the Greeks were spacing them out. I mean, it was as congested as you kind of worry that uh, international play might be. But again, Giannis was just so physically dominant and just felt like there were, you know, probably four or five times where he got the ball and the Spanish sort of tried to throw a couple bodies and put their arms up and do the stuff that you try to do. And, you know, Willie Hernan Gomez is on that team. I mean, he's a, a guy who's been an NBA center. It's not like they're completely undersized playing like six, eight guys or something the entire game. But uh, there are just a few moments where it's like, you kind of look at it as like, Oh, is Giannis going to go to like a jump hook? Is he going to shoot kind of like a little step back fadeaway? And it's just like, no, he's just going to, you know, kind of take a step to his side and, and just telescope his arm and, and lay it in for basically a layup. Um, and again, as you said, well, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm very curious to see how his game will continue to translate. Um, in kind of that FIBA environment, which we know is is a more challenging style of of game for for someone like him, I think the one positive I thought the Greeks did a great job all, all day of of running and pushing it, and obviously there's nobody better at that in the world than Giannis, and he had a couple of really nice drives. Um, had one one play where he drew a, a Euro foul and got two shots in the ball. Actually, got called for one himself, fouling uh, in the backcourt. Basically, he got called for the unsportsmanlike uh, foul. Good preparation, Frank. Good prep. (laughs) The other team got two free throws in the ball. But um, there were other times where you could tell the team was, you know, the Spanish were kind of like trying to not do that. And, you know, he just got ahead of steam. And it's just like, man, good luck stopping this dude in the open court. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I I no longer kind of, I don't really approach these games thinking about them from the perspective of, ooh, will Giannis show us what he's added to his game? (laughs) I mean, at this point, you know, other than again the consistent three-point shot, I think he's got, you know, again, not that he can't continue to get better, mid-range jumper, all that stuff, but he shot the mid-range jumper very well last year. I mean, I think you'd probably be shocked to see some of the guys he shot mid-rangers better than last year. Um, didn't really need it today at all, though, uh, and was just able to use that just supreme physicality. And then in the second half, for good measure, knocks down a pair of threes just to, you know give all of us that like to scrutinize every last jump shot Giannis takes <laughs> and wonder like, Oh, was he doing something a little bit different? Yeah. Eh, I'm it's August. I'm not, I'm we've done this every year for, you know, a decade now. So I'm, I'm not going to bother with that, but it was pretty cool seeing him knock down a pair of threes uh, in the second half, sort of as the, uh, the kill shots to, uh, to put away a, a Spanish team that was pretty much down double digits. Most of the game did come back and, and make it a, a bit competitive in the second half, but then Giannis sort of said, all right, let's end this. And, um, you know, again, 13 points in the first half and 31 points overall in what, 21 minutes, basically. I mean, 
on 11 of 13 shooting, like you, you just can't kind of be much more effective than what we saw from him today. And as we said, there's, there's going to be much harder opponents and games that he'll have. Um, but obviously anybody who loves watching this dude play, um, you know, he's going to leave it all on the floor, no matter what the setting is. And hopefully, um, I, I mean, again, I have no expectations as far as where the Greeks are going to finish in the Eurobasket. Harris mentioned, you know, kind of the challenges they have in terms of the, the bracket that they've got um, in terms of some of the teams they're going to have to go through. But, um, you know, as we say in the NBA and in the, in the playoffs as well, with Giannis, you always have a chance. And, you know, whether you're playing FIBA, NBA, uh, slam ball, three on three, I don't know, whatever sport you want to pick, team handball, um, I think if you've got Giannis on your side, you're going to have a chance. Uh, so speaking of Giannis knocking down those couple of threes, if you want to uh, check the odds for Giannis to win the three-point contest, go to betonline.net. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't think you can find those odds there at no. betonline.net, but it is the leader for everything uh, with sports betting, sports wagering, sports information, go to betonline.net. But what I can tell you, Frank, uh, Kevin Durant, plenty of different uh, I don't know if you want to call him. I guess that's what you call him. But plenty of different categories for Kevin Durant. So will Kevin Durant get traded before the start of the NBA regular season? Yes, plus 150. No, uh, minus 200 there. Kevin Durant's next team, if it's not the Nets, the Boston Celtics are the favorites, closely followed by uh, the Phoenix Suns and Golden State uh, Warriors. They've got uh, different time frames for when you think this trade is going to go down. So it's just absolutely chaos with the Brooklyn Nets. But uh, go to betonline.net if you're interested in that. Uh, there is NFL as well. Uh, NHL will roll around uh, pretty soon. Uh, MMA, uh, everything you need. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, Kevin Durant starts the season on the Nets. Does he? Frank, you got a feel for this one? You want to make a prediction? You want to put your nuts on the line? <laughs> Jeez. I'm not, I'm not putting anything on the line when it comes okay. to Kevin Durant. Okay, uh, but I would say, um, man, I, I, you know, I, I always have found some, some, I kind of like always wanted to like KD. Um, but man, tough look tough look for KD these days and not that I feel a ton of um, sympathy for Sean Marks and Steve Nash. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I did. All that I say is I, I have a hard time seeing Josai, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets just saying like, Oh, okay. Sorry, KD. You've kind of jerked us around for a few months and now you're just outright demanding we fire our GM and coach. So we're just going to do that. Like i I feel like as much as KD and even Kyrie are, you know, less replaceable than Sean Marks and Steve Nash, I I just feel like at some point, uh, you know, ownership is just a little too proud to let, you know, there's, let's just say there's a lot of culpability on KD's side, you know, with all of this, right? Like, wasn't Steve Nash kind of like a a blessed guy for to, to bring in as his coach? I don't know. It's uh, it's just a weird thing. I I had been assuming that probably the most likely outcome was that KD comes back at least for the start of the season and Kyrie as well, if that's the case. Um, but now with, with this latest demand, I mean, it seems like it's awfully difficult to imagine um, Katie showing up to training camp with Steve Nash and Sean Marks still in, in their jobs. And um, 
I don't know. It, it just puts the Nets in a really tough spot, but that's presumably part of the calculus here, right? Like he asked for a trade and the Nets were saying, eh, it's not really a great trade. So we're just going to keep you. And now he's basically kind of burning all the bridges, taking the scorched earth. And uh, he probably knows they're not just going to go fire Steve Nash and Sean Marks, but um, are they going to trade KD? I, I don't know. I don't have a great feel for it, but never a shortage of drama in, in Brooklyn. That's for sure. I thought Kevin Durant was the one who wanted Steve Nass's coach only 24 yeah. months ago. But anyway, whatever. Send him out west, get it over with, and we'll all continue on uh, with our days. Let's get back to Giannis. So uh, you mentioned how people can analyze what Giannis does on the floor, all these types of different things. Uh, so as I was waking up in Australia, check the Twitter timeline. There's some interesting conversations going on, and I, I think that we are going to see this over the course of the next six weeks. Hopefully, Giannis plays really well. Hopefully, he's dominant. We don't need to use this as some sort of uh, reason why uh, the Bucks should fire Bud and bring in the Greek national team head coach to coach the Milwaukee Bucks. Or, and you mentioned the shooting and stuff. So uh, someone who does great work on Twitter mentioned him before. Probably should just get him on the podcast at some point, to be fair. Our friend uh, Jake Reitz on Twitter does a bunch of clips. But the problem with doing the bunch of clips is everyone just everyone just thrives on it. They thrive on it. We're watching a game. I don't know where the Spanish team would rank in the NBA. They'd probably be last. And and you you know I mean it's it's just it's a game of basketball where everyone's enjoying Giannis dominating. It doesn't really mean much in terms of the NBA. And so you've got a clip there, and it's like look at Giannis as a screener. The man screens all the time. And then he actually screened and then went to the top of the key and just absolutely steamrolled through four guys and dunked on them. I mean, nothing happened because of that single screen that he set at the top <laughs> of the perimeter. It's just like, I was, I, I, as I was reading through Twitter and all the, the, the takeaways people were trying to take, I was thinking, am I the only one who just thinks that this is a game against a Spanish team that, that Giannis is simply too good for? Yeah, I, 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 I did uh, post to our our chat with with Eric and Mitchell and Dean, um, so, someone who used the the this game as evidence of what Giannis can do with actual with quote unquote actual coaching, <laughs> which it was like, is that really? Is that why he scored thirty one points on twenty shots? Because he's finally surrounded by good coaching. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, Bud has never made a mistake, but. Um, well, of course. I, I, I hope I hope he gets great coaching with the Greek national team. I hope the Greek national team does Absolutely. great. But yeah, um, I don't think we need to you know use every game as a litmus test for things that the Bucks are or are not doing right. I if 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 Costas has another good game, I'm just waiting for the should Costas replace Brook as the, <laughs> the Bucks long term option at center or something like that. Um, I'm not saying the average fan is going to say that, but I feel of like course. there's got to be some. There's got to be some corner of uh, of of the Bucks slash Greek national team Twitter that is going to maybe start getting carried away with stuff. You know, if Tyler Dorsey hits some threes, then it's like, what what what's Tyler Dorsey doing that you know, what's what's Grayson Allen doing that Tyler Dorsey can't do, right? Well, you know, hold down an NBA job would be the obvious reason, but um, but yeah, I mean, again, we'll we'll root for this Greek national team, hope for the best, um, but it it is a you know, for better or worse, it's a very different game than the NBA. And uh, I'm I'm not going to get, you know, at this point, we've been to the mountaintop with Giannis. So I'm, I'm not going to 
again, I, I just don't bring, bring the same lens of, oh, what, what does this tell us about where his game is at and how he's developing and that kind of stuff. You know, he's 10 years in now. Um, I think this is more Giannis being Giannis and everybody else just has to kind of uh, adapt to it and uh, we'll see. But I think certainly encouraging that he played under control today, kind of played with kind of controlled violence, um, if you will. I don't think I recall any charges, you know, got 10 free throws in 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, that last uh, uh, exclamation point dunk on a fast break alley-oop, that was uh, a pretty cool thing to see, pretty electric moment in the building. And you could tell by Giannis's reaction and his his uh, his yell afterwards that he was obviously feeling that energy, feeling the emotion of what it's like to uh, to have a great game and just play fun basketball in front of, you know, your your home country's fans and, you know, people that just don't get to see you very much. So, um so all in all, you know, A, came through it healthy, right? <laughs> Job one. B, played really well, won the game, and um, just an exhibition. But, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully he'll continue to play at a similar level here over the next, call it six weeks. And uh, we'll see where that lands them in the Eurobasket. Yeah, a couple of points uh, that I think will matter uh, as the tournaments get going. Uh, one was the free throws you already mentioned, but he only actually had one foul uh, that he gave away. Uh, it was spoken a fair bit that you know, fouling can be really problematic for big men uh, in the in the FIBA game. Certainly those that aren't used to playing there and probably play with a little bit more uh, physicality in the NBA. So that'll be something to watch. And the other thing that was just really interesting is if you take away the threes that Giannis took and uh, made, the whole team was actually only five for 14 from three now they they obviously spread out uh the rotation it's a 40 minute game so the the nba numbers don't necessarily translate across but i would suspect as they play better opposition and as they get into the tournaments they're going to obviously need to probably take a few more threes and it'll be fascinating to see whether those guys uh, can knock them down because uh you know this was something again that harris mentioned they probably aren't the best three-point shooting team Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out uh, as as the weeks go on. One other thing, uh, you mentioned Ernan Gomez. Uh, I think it was was a one show that was on this team. And by the way, my question is, both. if if, if he was if he wasn't so, you know, Billy uh, Billy and Wancho. Well, if Wancho wasn't so caught up in the Hollywood lifestyle, uh, then perhaps he would have a better chance at slowing down Giannis uh, as he's uh, as he's playing FIBA basketball. I mean, he's caught up. He's an actor now. He would have been able to stop. He would have been able to stop Giannis potentially in a movie if he was uh, Cruz, <laughs> Bo Cruz. <laughs> yeah. What did what did uh, I'm, I'm looking at the box score here. Um, do we, yeah, do I can see Billy uh, there. Yeah. What, see. Do we know what Wancho's uh, Wancho's numbers were for today? I, I mean, four yeah, points was, in 23 minutes. Two for ten. Two for ten from the field. So, um, yeah. I mean, not Bo. Not not the most uh, impressive uh, impressive performance, but. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, alas, um, let's just say this was a lot more, um, in the battle of movie star basketball players, uh, the Disney rise movie, uh, right. took, took home the, uh, the, the, uh, the spoils from this game over the, over Wancho's hustle, uh, uh, movie. So just too bad for Wancho, just one more L, um, for him in the grand scheme of actual basketball. Although he did make, I guess, uh, who signed him? Somebody signed him 
um, to an NBA contract, actually. So he is technically an NBA player again. So he's got that going for him, at least. Well, no spoilers for those that haven't watched it, but it's not uh, Philadelphia, was it? <laughs> Isn't that who he got I, don't, I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Okay. Uh, a couple of other things. Or well, one thing that may be of interest to you, Frank, uh, there's been a number of former Bucks players that have signed uh, down in Australia in recent times. Uh, Rajon Tucker is going to be joining me in Melbourne. He's playing for Melbourne this season. And an interesting signing that I saw this morning that might may be of, may be of particular interest to you, Frank, uh, Justin Robertson has also signed in Australia. Mm. Uh, so uh, that'll be exciting. So you're going to be on the Justin Robinson beat, huh? Yeah, I, I've never seen a man that uh, rarely played uh, bother someone more than Justin Robertson and you last season. <laughs> I mean, you know, you and Justin were just like, just trying to build a statue for the guy, feeling so bad for him, like I, not trying to, you know. It's just growing. I, mean, I was just like, he's just not good. It's fine. He's just bad and shouldn't be on the Bucks. Um, by the way, some fun... Uh, not that this Justin Robinson discussion isn't fascinating. Mm. Uh, some some fun name trivia in this game. So okay, you you may not have spotted Willie Hernan Gomez in the box score because in the box score he's listed as Willie Goyer. His his full name is Guillermo Gustavo Hernan Gomez Goyer G E U E R. Mm. Um, I I thought the last name was in Spanish names is always like the the uh, the mother's name, which is why they they don't usually go by it. Um. But he's listed as Willie Goyer, and that was on the back of his jersey. And then Wancho obviously had Hernan Gomez listed as Hernan right. Gomez. So you may it's not have realized that yeah. the two brothers were in the game. And then uh, Costas had his name on the back of his jersey with the original Nigerian Adetokumbo spelling, A-D-E-T-O-K-U-N-B-O, while, of course, the Nasus Nyanas had it with the you know Greekified uh, A-T- a-N-T-E-T, oh, you know the rest, uh, spelling. So that was kind of funny, just that you had two sets of brothers in this game, and on each side, they actually went by different last names on their jerseys. Then uh, one of them went by different last names on their jerseys than the others. And then probably the, the, the one that I thought was, was the funniest was, you know, speaking of Giannis and sort of how his name was transliterated, uh, the A-D-E became, became an A-N-T-E, and... Tyler Dorsey, uh, who of course is American but of Greek um, heritage and plays in Greece now, uh, has played for the Greek national team now for a number of years. His his jersey now is N T O R S E Y, or maybe the last part was a little different. But but anyway, they changed the D in Dorsey to N T on his jersey, so he's really going to embrace the uh, the Greek spelling. Uh, embraces roots, which when I first saw it, I was like, NT, what? Taurus? Oh, and I was like, oh, like a Dedekumbo. Okay, I got you. So, anyway, for anybody who likes just linguistics and, you know, different stuff like that, uh, just, just a treasure trove of random trivia to be found in this game. Because let's be honest, probably not a whole lot of, you know, basketball breaking down that, that we have to do with it. All right. What else we got? We put up the schedule here. Uh, over the next few games. So there's one warm-up game down. That was against uh, Spain. They'll play Spain again. Uh, this one in Madrid, though. Uh, it be interesting to see the crowd there. Still get a chance think to rest, see. I think they rest Giannis? I think so. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm, so. I'm, they, they gave him a home game against, you know, with his, against his front, front of his regular fans. 
and they go back home next week. So I feel like, I don't know, maybe they have some agreement with like the Spanish national team that they're going right. to play Giannis like 10 minutes or something. But I certainly hope he doesn't play or plays very limited minutes um, in this in this return game against Spain. I'm also curious if there's more Spain. I don't I don't know if Spain was resting a bunch of dudes in this game, but that obviously could have also been the case. It'll be interesting to see how these rosters compare um, in, the, in the kind of the return fixture. It's time to dust off Pau Gasol, Bucks legend Pau Gasol. I reckon. <laughs> put him back, put him back out there. Get Pau back out there. Any uh, any final thoughts or anything you want to get off your chest here, uh, Frank? Not really. Just you know, nice to have a random basketball game. Oh yeah. To uh, to throw on while while doing work in the middle of a day, and nice to see Giannis just wrecking dudes as ah. as he is wont to do. Beautiful. And. Um, I mean, again, looking forward to hopefully another um, a weekly weekly press twice a week. Uh, Giannis dominance, uh, dominating uh, performance to watch. And I guess probably the 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 trickiest thing is, I mean, you, you just flashed it up. They the EuroBasket uh, group play is five games in seven days to start. So that is um, that's not great. Um, so again, obviously. Uh, they've got to strike a balance here between kind of getting a rhythm and learning how to play with each other a bit uh, over the next few weeks. And also being mindful of just, you know, ramping guys up because, you know, not only are they worried about obviously injuries and stuff like that, but they're also just, I mean, you know, none of these guys have been playing basketball games for, for a few months now. So hopefully they will take it easy on Giannis. Hopefully that, that great coaching, that superior Greek coaching that Giannis can't get, with the Milwaukee Bucks, hopefully they will uh, be as mindful of his minutes as uh, as the Bucks tend to be. Um, but by the same token, hey, I get it. You know, they don't get to coach this guy very much, so they probably, you know, you get the you get the keys to the Ferrari for the weekend. You know, it's like they might tell you to take it easy, but you know, you kind of want to kind of want to see what it can do. Forty minute game. They can't play more than forty minutes once they get to the gold medal game. Uh, the Greek national team. So. Uh, that will be just fine. But t- just quickly, it is fascinating, that schedule, because we've got the Women's World Cup uh, coming up here in September in Australia as well, and it's the same thing for them. They're playing back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. I'm just like, any danger we just spread the tournament out an extra couple of days? Like, what? why are they playing yeah. four days in a row? It's crazy to me. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they navigate their way through there, particularly um, you know, in a pretty difficult group and plenty of uh, strong teams uh, out there in Europe. Uh, make sure you check out the Locked On NBA podcast as well. I assume they're probably talking Kevin Durant this week. It's kind of a really dead period in the NBA. But check out the Locked On NBA podcast after us. I'm sure we'll be back at some point for some more uh, Greek national team post-game stuff. Plenty of games coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, so that will be fun. And then we'll see. This month will be over soon. We'll be back to five days because preseason... The schedule's already out. That's October first, so I guess we've got. Are you, are you going to Abu Dhabi, Kane? Oh. No, no. I got an offer from the. No, no, no. I won't go there. Won't go there. All right, let's let's wrap it it's up. It's a shorter. It's a shorter flight for you than than us, man. Uh, we gotta get gotta get you on a plane. Gotta get you on Emirates to uh, to Abu Dhabi to see the to see the Bucks. That's right. Come on, ESPN uh, Australia. Come on, ESPN Australia. Let's, let's do this. Yeah, well, Harris... Uh, actually, I'll be at the Women's World Cup. Sorry, I'm out. I'll be working. But uh, Harris did suggest that uh, we all make our way to Berlin 
uh, for the Eurobasket final in a couple of weeks' time. I think I can rule that one out. Sounds great. Uh, it's a long way away from Australia, though. So anyway, we'll see how the next few weeks go. Uh, as I said, plenty of uh, Greek coverage, and we got plenty of comments from our Greek friends uh, after the podcast last night. Everyone's excited. It's good to have basketball back, so we'll speak to you guys uh, in a couple of days. Next time with your podcast, speak to you guys out.